0: hello football faithful welcome back to another episode of weekend wagers i am your host eric warner at warner bro 24 welcome to a special christmas edition of the show we got games on christmas this year we got games on boxing day this year great great weekend to sit on that couch and watch some football stuff your face with turkey and sweets Nothing gets better as always. Joined by Mr. Ziad. How are you, Z?
1: Good, good. Uh, been on a good run the last few weeks. So let's uh, hope this continues into Christmas and Boxing Day, and we have a nice, uh, a
0: nice week uh, of the holidays watching that's, some football. That's right, Z. With another winning week, you're three and one last week. That brings you up to thirty-eight and forty-two on the year, climbing out of that hole. The one, a half point loss because <sighs> the Bills
1: and Carolina went over 44 and a half by half a point. So. And
0: and that sucks because Carolina without a kicker was forced to go for two on their touchdowns and I believe they converted a couple. So if they if they had just kicked field goals extra points after their touchdowns, you hit that. So that's definition of a bad beat. We've had our fair share of those this year, but we're moving on. I went 4 and 1. That brings my record to 47 and 31 on the year. This is a nice card. Let's look to make some money. As always, these odds are going to be brought to you by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use deposit code DOINK for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at cool Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Coolbet Canada. Cool bet. Stay cool and bet responsibly. Alrighty. We got a Christmas double header. Absolutely love both these games. Spread in the first one is the home Green Bay Packers 7.5 point favorites taking on the Browns. Total is set at 46 in this one. Quite a long list of COVID players still for the Browns. I believe they are expected to get some of these guys. If not all them back, guys like Javian Clowney still on the list, J.C. Treader, Jedrick Wills. Those are some big-time guys in the trenches for the Browns. Also, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, backup Case Keenum, Kareem Hunt. Like, it is a long list. Troy Hill. I guess wait till kickoff to see how many of these players are playing. But with this spread at seven and a half, how do you feel?
1: It's tough, like with all the injury and COVID concerns that you just mentioned, to take the Browns here. But they have to commit to feeding Nick Chubb. They have to make sure that he's a major focal point of their offense going into Lambeau here. Feed Chubb and let him feast on this Packers suspect rush defense. Uh, The Packers are ranked 25th. DVOA against the rush, so that is the Packers' weakness and the Browns' um, strength is running the ball. But with those injury and COVID concerns, especially on the offensive line, it's tough to uh, to take the Browns here. Green Bay, on the other hand, is coming off an unimpressive one point win against the Ravens last week. The Packers couldn't stop the run, which they have struggled with for most of the season. But Rodgers. In Lambeau, he's covered all six ga- all six games at home this season, and he's done so at a 66% rate in his career. He's 31, 21, and two as a home fra- favorite of more than seven points at home. I like the Packers here, um, but I like teasing them down to seven. So if I do take the Packers, I would tease it down to seven.
0: Yeah, I probably lean Browns just because what you mentioned their strength is running the ball and Packers weakness if they're, it's hard to call it a weakness because they kind of play that shell style of defense where you can't beat us deep. We'll give you those 4 or 5 yard runs kind of similar to the Chargers style of defense. But that might work to the Browns favor in this in this uh, game and I also kind of like the angle of the Browns desperation this is their season on the line here like they have to find a way to win this game I expect an all-hands-on-deck type effort and that should at least keep the backdoor in play It's not gonna make my card, but I lean Browns just for that desperation angle Obviously got to make sure that all those guys are coming back like even just especially on the trenches if you're betting the Browns, you got to make sure that uh, Jedrick Wills and J.C. Treader, the two stud offensive linemen, are back in the lineup. Those guys are key to that ground game. Next game on the card is a nice one. The Indianapolis Colts are going into Arizona. Cardinals are one and a half point favorites. Total in this one is set at 49. Do you have a play here?
1: After starting the season 1-4, and the Colts have gone 7-2 and in their past nine games and look like a serious playoff contender. Um, I've been praising JT since the beginning of the year. He's easily the best running back in the league this year. He has 1,900 scrimmage yards, 17 touchdowns. The Colts' defense has taken a huge step forward as well and is now ranked 8th overall DVOA and 3rd against the Rush. Colts are 2nd in defensive uh, Rush EPA per play. I do like the Colts... In this scenario, but uh I just uh heard not too long ago that Quinton Nelson is on the COVID reserve list. Oh, is he? And that's huge. Um I think the Colts will be missing their two top offensive linemen if Nelson's out. And Arizona, I guess this is kind of like a, a bounce back spot after after an embarrassing loss to the Lions last week. They lost thirty to twelve. And the Cardinals, they haven't looked good since Murray's return from injury. Their passing game has struggled, and without DeAndre Hopkins, the Cardinals seem to be in some trouble. Since returning from injury, Murray Murray is averaging just 6.6 yards per pass attempt compared to 9 yards per pass attempt before his injury. Uh, Another coach I love fading as a favorite, though, is Cliff Kingsbury. So, you know, like, I I do like fading Cliff Kingsbury in this situation, but without Quentin Nelson, it's tough to take the Colts. I lean the Colts, but I'm probably going to stay away.
0: Wow, I'm glad you told me that Quentin Nelson thing. Um, I'm still heavy on the Colts here. It's on my court card, Colts plus one and a half. I really wish that the Cardinals didn't have a massive stinker last week because I think this spread would have been closer to three. So I'm not getting great value with only getting plus one and a half due to last week's results. But I just think that this is such a nice matchup for this Colts team. Detroit gashed. Um, the Cardinals on the ground last week You're telling me Jonathan Taylor isn't going to run For five, six, seven yards A carry here? I, if They feed him I expect a huge huge Day on the ground for him and on the flip side Rodney Hudson Is still in COVID protocol For the Cardinals and in their backup Center Max Garcia is questionable With a knee They're going up against DeForest Buckner If they're down their two centers Going up against DeForest Buckner They're not going to control the line of scrimmage Stop me if you've heard this before. Trenches. The Colts will dominate the trenches in this game. Even without Quentin Nelson, I think that they dominate the trenches. Their offensive line is one of the best in the league. They're playing great, great ball. And I think we underestimated the loss of DeAndre Hopkins last week. Well, me specifically. I thought that they had depth at that position and going against a weak Detroit secondary. I didn't expect them to miss them that much. Now they're going up against a better Colts secondary. I think that that Hopkins loss is, is huge. The Cardinals just looked broken last week. Maybe they do bounce back, but I'm betting against it. They look broken. They looked small. They just look like a small team that struggles. When they have 4th and one, fourth and 2, or even 3rd and 1, that's a hard yard for them to get in the trenches. They're small. On the flip side, that's what the Colts do best. They're so, so good at controlling the line of scrimmage. Give me Colts plus 1.5. One of my favorite picks of the week. Yeah,
1: I'm leading that side too. Um, just not going to pull the trigger just yet.
0: Next game on the card would be those pesky Detroit Lions coming off a win going into Atlanta. Falcons are six and a half point favorites. Am I reading that right? The Falcons are six and a half point favorites. Total in this one is 42 and a half. I think that's a high number for the Falcons, but do I think the Lions can play well two weeks in a row? Not really. This game kind of has me in a pretzel. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, staying away from this game, I think Jared Goff is out. That's why the number's so high. Oh, is he? Okay. Um, but Detroit has been playing well the last couple weeks. Craig Reynolds has looked pretty good in the Detroit backfield. He rushed the ball well last week, especially, um, yeah, he had 110 yards. Atlanta, Atlanta, man, like what, what can we say about Atlanta? I don't know how they're favored by 6.5. They're DVOA the worst team in the league, uh, Atlanta is 0-6 against current playoff teams with an awful negative 145-point differential, but are 6-2 against all other opponents. Atlanta is 5-1 against teams in the bottom 10 defensively DVOA, and all of those games, however, were decided by one square fair. So 6.5 points, man, I, I think there's too much, but you just can't bet on Detroit right now, especially you know heading into the last couple of games of the season, no golf yeah stay away for sure
0: yeah maybe if Goff gets cleared from the covid list last second and the spread doesn't drop too much as long as it's still over like a five or a four i would consider the lions just because i falcons shouldn't be favored by six and a half over anyone i don't even know if the drop off between Goff and who is it blau or, or who is the backup in detroit now he played against the bears can't even remember who it is, but he's not good, but it's not like Jared Goff's anything special. Oh, he was a
1: quarterback that had more interceptions than touchdowns yeah, in his college at career. at
0: UConn, and he somehow... I forget he, his name, though. Yeah, he's somehow in the NFL. But anyways, that's an ugly game. You, We're both on the same page staying away there. Next game on the spread would be... Or, sorry, next game on the card would be a high spread. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' 9.5-point favorites going into Carolina... Total in this one is 43. The Buccaneers are pretty banged up. It is looking like there will be no Mike Evans, or he's questionable, but I, yeah, believe, I think he's out. Yeah, he's closer to doubtful, I believe, than questionable. Um, no Leonard Fournette. He's on IR. And no um, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Yeah. He's on IR as well. Lost for the season. That's a huge loss. We really saw this this offense struggle last week as soon as those three position key skill position players were out throwing on the defensive side of the ball. Levante David is also out. They're a banged up group right now. Can Carolina cover nine and a half?
1: Uh, man, Tampa is a different team on the road too, though. Like they're four and three on the season on the road. Three of those wins were by just one score and in those seven road games, they're two and five against the spread. On the other hand, though, we have Carolina who's starting Cam Newton. They have said that Sam Darnold will get snaps this game. But when you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Exactly. They have they get good pressure up front and they have a pretty good defense. So I think they could cause some havoc on Brady. They could get to him a bit. It's tough to trust Newton and the Panthers' offense. Cam Newton has lost 12 straight Carolina starts and has gone 1-11 against the spread in those 12 games. Like, he, he was he was done in Carolina, and then they had to bring him back as an emergency quarterback, and he's still done in Carolina. He'll rush for that one touchdown, rip open the Superman celebration, and then everyone thinks he's back somehow. Like, yeah. it's so
0: weird, but, yeah. He is, he's been so bad there. It's not even funny how bad he's been. Normally, I love Tom Brady off a loss. It's normally one of my favorite angles. You rarely get the angle. But with those three skilled position players out, I think that this might just be too many points for the Bucs to cover. I still lean Bucks, but that's more fading the Panthers than liking the Bucs right now. This Carolina offense is so difficult to watch. But anyways, like I said, too many injuries on the Bucks side to trust them.
1: What I'm going to do though is I'm going to take the under 42 and a half. So I'm putting it on my card, I'm betting the under 42 and a half. I just
0: do I got it at 43 right now. 43? Okay, yeah, yeah I'll take that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that actually just thinking out loud, like Carolina's offense is destined to be less than 15 points.
1: And Brady man, but he put up a goose egg at home last week. like they scored zero points at home last week, which is crazy to even think of. Tampa not scoring a point at home. But with their injuries with Ty Johnson starting, Antonio Brown's gonna come back, which could help things, but it's been a you know been a while since he's been in the lineup. I'm going under 43. It's Tampa Bay, Carolina under 43.
0: Right on, I lean that way for sure. Another high spread here, we got the LA Chargers going into Houston, taking on the Texans. Chargers are ten and a half point favorites. Total is 46. I got burned with a big spread last week taking the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going back to the well. I'm on Chargers minus ten and a half here. I think that they blow the Texans out of the water. Texans got a win last week. I love fading a bad team off a win. And the Texans can't run the ball. So how are they going to... That's kind of how you beat this Chargers defense is running the ball. The Texans cannot run. I believe their dead last DVOA offense overall in general, and a big part of that is because they have no run game to speak of. And Chargers have plus matchups all over the place on offense. Austin Eckler is rolling. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are rolling. Give me Chargers minus 10.5. I hope this big spread doesn't burn me again. The Chargers have played
1: one of the toughest schedules in the league this year. They've only played one bottom 10 DVOA opponent. And like you mentioned Ellie's weak spot is their rush defense but the Texans have no rushing game whatsoever and won't threaten them on the ground. The Texans ha- do have 3 wins on the season however all 3 of their wins were against teams bottom 10 DVOA. The Chargers do not fit that description. Against all other opponents, Houston is 0-9 with 31 or more points allowed in seven of those nine games. All but one of those losses were by double digits. So I, I really, really do like the Chargers here. They do have some COVID and injury concerns. I know Bose is out. Yeah, While Eckler and Lindsley could miss the game, that's two huge players on their offense. I
0: thought that, because they played on last Thursday, I thought that they were early enough where I'm optimistic, but you never know right. with this COVID. You never know. We do know that Bosa will be out because he's unvaccinated. So that is, it is a big loss. But also on the on the Texan side of things, they have an even larger list of COVID. They have... They have 22 players in COVID uh, protocol right now. So they're probably the team this week facing it the worst. Uh, maybe the Jets actually, but their COVID list is so long. I and mean, when you have a bad team playing backups... That's bet against, in my opinion. So, I like the ten and a half. I hope it doesn't burn me like the Cardinals burned me last week. But I think the Chargers are a quality team.
1: I I do like the Chargers a lot too, but I'm gonna kind of take a little coward play out here and take them minus nine and a half at minus one twenty eight. It's still under our number of minus one thirty, so it's right there. I do like the nine and a half. I'm much more comfortable with the ten point. That 10-point that win, uh, I don't want to get screwed by that half a point. So I'm going to add the Chargers minus 9.5 at mm. minus 128 on Cool Bet.
0: It's actually a good idea. I'm going to do the exact same thing. Just Thanks, take that pal. extra point. <laughs> yeah, works out. I've got some good ideas every once in a while. Once in a while. All righty. The next game would be the LA Rams. Three-and-a-half-point favorites going into Minnesota, taking on the Vikings total is 49 in this one before the week I was kind of leaning Vikings in this spot not gonna lie kind of getting three and a half I like that key number thank goodness I didn't lock it in yet because Dalvin Cook has been put on the COVID list definitely can't bet the bet the Vikings without Dalvin Cook guaranteed to be playing I think he's he is so important to this offense because you got to think Jalen Ramsey at least slows down Jefferson a little bit. He might not shut him out completely, but he should slow him down. Do you have a feel here?
1: I think more importantly for the Minnesota offense is this is if Adam Thielen comes back because if Adam Thielen doesn't play, the Elliott defense will. F- Fully focus on stopping Justin Jefferson. They'll put everyone, especially J- Jalen Ramsey, on Justin Jefferson. So I think it, the questions around Adam Thielen's health this week is a major concern. If he does play, though, I do like Minnesota in, in this situation at home, getting the hook at plus three and a half. Um, but if he doesn't play. I, I, I'm staying away from this one. Last week against the Bears, Cousins only threw for 87 yards without Thielen. He had no one to go to. And Justin Jefferson, he had, I think, 10 or 11 targets, but only four catches. And that
0: was against the Bears' secondary that, that was had depleted, nobody. I know. Yeah, 87 yards for Cousins was alarming.
1: So, like you mentioned, with Dalvin Cook is out with COVID, um, but Alexander Madison can fill that spot as we've seen in recent weeks obviously he's not nowhere near the player dalvin cook is but he could fill in there um but on the other side man can anyone stop cooper cup especially on this minnesota secondary they give up the third most yards per game at 380 and they struggle against the pass. they just released uh cornerback brashad Breland, who is one of the worst cornerbacks in the league but they so just lost lost another body. Cameron Dancer's been pretty bad too did you in see their secondary. Apparently
0: day. Breland got in like a fight with the coaching staff. Yeah, it's like. just typical
1: dumb dummy stuff that like only crappy players really do. Um, but anyway, I just don't see them stopping Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup leads the league with 122 receptions, 20 more than the next player. Tyreek Kill has 102. Cup leads the league in the following receiving categories. He has the most yards with 1630, most TDs with 14. He has 24 receptions of 20-plus yards and eight receptions of 40-plus yards. Like, this kid has been unbelievable this year, and people have been talking about him, but not enough. Like, this guy's having an
0: unbelievable season. He should be talked about more in the MVP race. Like, he truly has been that impressive. Leading the league in catches receiving yards and touchdowns i believe has only been done three or four times and it's guys like randy moss and uh, jerry rice like Like hall of fame names yeah like what he's doing is truly special but we both i think are leaning vikings but we're not we're not doing anything with it yet gotta make sure cook or thielen plays or both
1: i see i see a lot of points being scored here though as both defenses have underwhelmed on the season Minnesota is still playing for their playoff lives as they have been in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, and they're at home, they should be able to put up points, but that is solely dependent on if Adam Thielen can play and just take Jalen Ramsey away from Justin Jefferson a bit. So, I do like the over 49.5. I'm gonna put it on my card now. I just because I have a good feeling that Adam Thielen is gonna play, and I hate Twitter and I haven't been on Twitter in a few weeks. So, I just <laughs> want to let everyone know my picks on the pod um this week so i'm going betting over the 49 and a half let's see it's, if that's still the number it's there. 49 currently 49 so i get an even better number again so I'll, I'll take the over 49
0: sounds good afc east matchup here we got a doozy the buffalo bills are going into foxborough taking on the new england patriots patriots are two point favorites currently total in this one is 43 and a half to say this game is massive would be an understatement. The Buffalo Bills win this game. They are in first place and control their destiny at the AFC East title. The Bills lose this game. They, are, they might not make the playoffs. That is how important this game is to the Buffalo Bills. They got to be embarrassed after losing to the Patriots with the Patriots only throwing the ball three times. Bill has an extra day of preparation for this game. I think this number at two is right where it should be. I don't have a feel on this one. Do you?
1: I love this revenge spot for the Bills. I think New England has been a little bit overrated uh, this year, especially on offense. And I like the Bills to come out with a huge road win here. The Bills still have the second overall defense DVOA, second against the pass, ninth against the rush. Um, They'll definitely learn from their last meeting with New England when they were just run all over. New England, um, Ramondi Struenson and Damian Harris are questionable. I think they're both looking, trending towards playing, but they are questionable, dealing with some injury concerns. Uh, And I I just love this bounce-back second meeting between the Bills and Pats. Josh Allen as an underdog, I love He's a money-making machine as an underdog. As a road underdog, he's 9-3-2 against the spread. And New England ended its seven-game winning streak last week uh, in a loss to the Colts in which they gave up more than 220 yards on the ground. Uh, Luckily for the Pats, the Bills don't really have an intimidating rushing attack, but they have been better in recent weeks rushing the ball. Devin Singletary ran for more than 80 yards. Last week, Josh Allen's been running the ball pretty well. Um, so I, I, I do like the Bills here, and I'm adding it to my card. I'm taking the Bills plus two here. I, I believe the Bills are the best team in that division, and they d- they deserve the division, and I think they show it here on the road in New
0: England. Yeah, it's hard to beat a team twice, let alone beat them twice in a matter of three weeks. I lean Bills. That I, I might just be my heart, though. I want to see the Bills win this division so bad and have a chance at the Super Bowl. I just bills mafia will always have a soft spot for them so when i say i bet i don't want to bet with my heart so i'm gonna stay away from this one but i just really really want to see the bills pull this one out game that is currently not on the cool bet card um i believe it is because your boy tyler huntley has just come down with covid as we're recording this it's a non-related non-covid related illness so has he been ruled out yet, or is no. he questionable? He's he's
1: questionable with a non-COVID-related illness. Okay,
0: well, I'm seeing on another uh, book that will not be named, obviously. The Bengals are four-and-a-half-point favorites currently taking on the Ravens, who I guess it's unclear is Lamar Jackson is questionable as well, right?
1: Yeah, Lamar doesn't look like he's going to play. Tyler Huntley was scheduled to get the start, I believe. Um, before this illness but it does show that he is expected to start still so um Tyler Huntley is expected to start for the Ravens but if he doesn't go and Lamar is out then it goes the third string is newly signed Josh Johnson off the Jets
0: that would scream bangles if he cannot go But I think if Tyler Huntley plays, he's proven to be a player. I like what I've seen a lot from Tyler Huntley in his two starts. Seems like the team likes playing for him. They play super hard. But the Bengals, they're... They just seem to be the team to beat in this division. I like what they're doing on both sides of the ball. They also have some key injuries, though, and that would be stud linebacker uh logan wilson he is going to be key in order to stopping the ground game of tyler huntley
1: is he in or out though is he's, what, questionable, he's questionable i believe because yeah, that's huge because i think that really opens up uh stuff for mark andrews
0: sorry he is out actually thank you yeah that, so that is huge actually. i was that, hoping
1: for that because i really really like mark andrews in this situation
0: yeah, no, so that, that opens up the middle of the field for uh, Mark Andrews and for the scrambling ability of Tyler Huntley. So I'm just still going to wait to see uh, what CoolBets line comes out with on this one. I wonder if that number comes down a little bit if Huntley is announced the starter. So to be determined on that one. Next game on the card would be the Jacksonville Jaguars going into New York, taking on the Jets. Total in this one is 41.5. I can't believe I'm doing this. I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus two. It's on my card, and it's more just a fade of the Jets. The Jets have so many players in COVID protocol right now, including their coach. They are beyond, beyond decimated right now. And I like the fact that the Jags got absolutely embarrassed last week by a bad team in the Texans. Like, they got a little, they were screaming, banging the table, get Urban Meyer out of here. Urban Meyer is gone and he looked even worse. So, prove to us that that was what you wanted. That was the right thing to do, obviously getting rid of him. But like, let's see it now. So, I'm going with that embarrassed angle combined with the fact that the Jets are so decimated. I'm taking the Jags. Yeah, this is
1: the battle of the number one and two picks from last year's draft and the battle of the number one and two picks for this year's upcoming draft. Both teams have played the pass poorly this year. Jets are 32nd against the pass and the Jags are 31st against the pass. I do see some points being scored in this defenseless affair. So I'm going to take the over 41.5. I just feel like this is that week for Trevor Lawrence to, you know, Throw a couple touchdowns. Maybe throw more than 200 yards for once. And the James Robinson and the Jacksonville Jaguars offense kind of gets right a bit. They score more than 20 points for once. So I'm going to go over the 41.5. I am leaning Jags too. Uh, Might add them as a money line play with the over later in the week, maybe on Sunday. But I am betting the over
0: 41.5. Sounds good. So... I guess we'll be tuning, we'll be one of the few people tuning into that game. Hardly. (laughs) It's like a half unit of (laughs) play. The Giants are going into Philadelphia. This spread has risen to 10 now. Eagles are 10 point favorites. Total is 40 and a half. Reason for this spread rising would be Jake Fromm getting the start in New York. Mike Glennon's that bad. They're turning to Jake Fromm over Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon has robbed teams for, I believe he's made something like $35 million in his career. The bears are responsible for 18 million of that. I believe just awful decisions bringing in Mike Glennon by a few teams, but can the Eagles cover 10? This is a revenge situation. The Eagles lost to the giants about a month ago. Do you think that they can cover a 10 point spread? I do
1: lean that way, but it's so many points. Um, but like you mentioned, Glennon's been so bad. Jake Fromm's getting the start. Fromm made a couple good throws when he came in uh, last week. Man, he did make a couple good ones. Yeah,
0: but he was getting all prevent. He hasn't faced right. a non prevent right. defense yet.
1: Yeah, I understand that. And and Philly's been running the ball like one of the best teams in the league for the last couple months. Like they've they've been running the ball really well, and, and they look to continue the trend against the Giants' twenty eighth uh, ranked rush. VOA defense miles sanders i think is a question mark but they have so many guys that can fill in jordan howard jalen hurts kenneth gainwell um even boston scott uh 10 of the last 15 meetings though have been one score affairs so 10 points might be a bit much the giants upset them earlier in the year so i do lean eagles but i'm staying away from this one
0: yeah i lean eagles just like you're not going to get many opportunities to fade jake from when you get them i kind of feel i'm tempted to take them but i was burned by the eagles last time they played the giants they lost that game outright that one's still lingering in the back of my mind so i lean philadelphia it very well might make my card but as for now i'm going to pass those were the 1pm games as always those are brought to you by manscaped hey fellas this episode of weekend wagers is brought to you by your favorite producers of ball trimmers manscaped the global leaders in below the waist grooming are leaving 2021 with the new product clean yourself into the new year with their ultra premium body wash also special offer alert use the code doink for 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com 4 million men already trust manscaped time to join them 2022 is on its way and the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way of making this year your best yet 2021 sucked, and that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game. Their signature Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its path. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfort grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's even waterproof. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. Alright, we got three 4pm games this week. First one on the card would be the Denver Broncos going into Vegas, taking on the Raiders. Total is 41. It is going to be the Drew Locke show for Denver. Can Drew Locke get by a not very good Vegas squad who is still missing Darren Waller, it looks like. Has he been ruled out yet?
1: Uh, Not ruled out, I don't believe, but he seems doubtful.
0: Seems doubtful. I feel like since Waller has gone out that Raiders' offense has really struggled. I mean, last week they put up 16 points versus a decimated Cleveland defense, so I kind of am confident that the Broncos can win this game. It's just Drew Locke is keeping me from putting it on the card.
1: He's gotta be one of the most frustrating quarterbacks to watch when he's playing. He's he's awful. He makes such bad decisions. He's so careless with the ball. I yeah, I, I can't stand watching Drew Locke play, and I feel so bad for all Denver Broncos fans when Teddy's out and Locke has to come in. I'm staying away from this game. Both teams are really unpredictable. The spread is it's close to a pick'em. Um, Like you mentioned last week, Las Vegas is playing Cleveland with no one, and they just came out with a last-second field goal win. They've been playing for their playoff lives for the last couple weeks, and they will be doing so again this week, but this one is a clear stay away from me.
0: Yeah, I just can't trust Drew Locke. I kind of lean the over maybe with Drew Locke playing because he's going to be slinging it, so that also screams kind of turnovers, like short fields for Oakland, or sorry, Las Vegas maybe or deep shots that he completes. He's either gonna complete them or turn them over, right? So yeah,
1: this is the type a, of game though that I just don't think it, it's gonna be entertaining in any aspect. Like it just seems yeah. like a dull, it's a low
0: number though at 41. That's kind of yeah. why it intrigues me, but not enough to make my card. Next game on the card would be the Chicago Bears going into Seattle. Seattle is six and a half point favorites. It's going to be Nick Foles for the Bears, getting his first start of the season. No idea what to expect from Nick Foles. The Bears are still have a very long list of guys on the COVID list. To be honest, I kind of like the Bears if they get some of these guys back. Like if um, Akeem Hicks is on the COVID list currently, Allen Robinson, Jalen Johnson, those are arguably their three best players. So if they get those guys back, I think 6.5 is a little too high for a Seahawks team that's not very good. And on the Seahawks side of the ball, I'm expecting Tyler Lockett to be back. He hasn't been cleared yet, but I assume Tyler Lockett would be able to play because he was on the list last week. So we'll see if they get him back, but I still think 6.5 is just too much for a Seahawks team that just, in my opinion, isn't that good
1: yeah i agree with you there i i did like chicago here fields was starting fields looked good last week i thought he's been better of late he threw for 285 yards last week against the vikings no picks um so i was leaning the bears with fields in but with nick Foles in staying away from this one uh it's yeah too unpredictable on both sides too many injury and covid concerns uh for the bears so staying away from this one
0: right on this game next game is not on the cool bet card i am trying to figure out why maybe you can help me out but the pittsburgh steelers are going into kansas city kansas city is eight and a half point favorites on another site i don't know why this is on cool bet is there a major injury i'm missing in this one
1: i just think it's because they don't know about uh tyree killer travis kelsey there i think they're both on the covid list uh, harrison bucker is out their kicker um I haven't heard anything on Pittsburgh's side though, so I'm not too sure. I think I think everyone's just waiting for some COVID news. Um the line though, I think it was around eight and a half when they took it off the board. If Hill and Kelsey are playing, it's gonna go up to near 10. Um yeah, I guess it's just we just gotta like wait and see. But Jones should be back for Kansas City. I don't see the Steelers having success on the ground. Uh, Again, Like last week, Najee Harris, I think, had 18 yards on 12 carries. So the Steelers, like usual, have been struggling to move the ball. Uh, I do like Kansas City here if it's under 10 points. If it's like minus 8.5, minus 9.5, I do like Kansas City. But I guess we just got to like wait and see. Like like with a few of these games this week because of COVID.
0: Yeah, COVID just really putting a wrench in the handicap and you really got to wait right till kickoff to find out who's in, who's out. And yeah, it's impossible to handicap a game if you don't know if Kelsey and uh, Hill are playing. Those guys are everything. To be honest, if they're out, I kind of like Steelers, to be honest. Uh, we've seen this year, nobody's really stepped up as in that playmaking role for Kansas City outside those two guys. It's been an issue for this team. TJ Watt is playing like an absolute animal for the Steelers. Could he single-handedly keep this game close with those two guys out? So yeah, I guess... Kind of wait to see. If Hill and Kelsey are in, it sounds like Ziad will be on the Chiefs. If Hill and Kelsey are out, I am probably will be on the Steelers. So check back for that game.
1: One more thing about that game, though, just quickly. The Steelers' defense is 30th against the Rush DVOA. So even if they don't throw the ball nonstop, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Williams could have a big game on the ground. Breakout
0: game for those guys? So I
1: still think that the Chiefs are going to be able to move the ball both on The ground and through the air, like the, the Steelers have been awful against the Rush.
0: Okay, yeah, I think their front seven starting to become really overrated. It's literally TJ Watt. If TJ Watt doesn't get so stri- true, if he doesn't make a play, they get gashed.
1: Without him on this team, man, like these lines would, would be in they would blow up a little bit more. I think he actually keeps these lines a little bit lower
0: for the Steelers. He's he's by far the most important player on their team. I agree. Sunday Nighter time here, we got. An NFC East matchup. The Washington football team is going into Jerry's World, taking on the Cowboys. Cowboys are 10-point favorites in this one. Double-digit spread here for the Sunday Nighter yet again. I believe it's going to be back to Taylor Heineke for the football team. Doesn't look like the Cowboys have any major injury or COVID concerns. Tyron Smith is questionable. When is this Dallas offense going to get right? We've been this away, week. Wait, this week, so yeah. take it away.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the like you're you're just about to get into their offense has struggled, but have another great chance this week to get right against the Washington football team's 27th pass defense DVOA. Uh, Washington, like you mentioned, Heineke should start. Um, but they're dealing with a lot of COVID and injury issues, and they could be without Antonio Gibson, one of their best playmakers. Um, Heineke's been mediocre anyway, so even when he does come back, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared about that at all. He, and the Washington Football Team are playing on just four days rest and have not scored more than twenty points in their past four games. The Cowboys' defense, though, is playing really, really well, and they're pretty much playing as good as anyone in the NFL in recent weeks. Uh, Dallas has won 8 out of the last 11 meetings in this rivalry and as I've said on previous pods Dak owns this division he's 21-8 and against the spread in this division in his career including 4-0 and this year every time I brought that up this year he covered this year so I'm going again with the Cowboys here um, I'm looking at Teasing it down, let me just check quickly. Yeah, I can tease it down to 9.5 at minus 118. So I'm going to tease it down to 9.5 at minus 118. I'm going to bet the Cowboys minus 9.5 at minus 118 on CoolBet. I'm just going to keep riding Dak in this division. I just see them blowing the doors off Washington here.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really interesting angle as Washington played on Tuesday, and now they have to play on Sunday. That is a tough In ask. Dallas, too and that game against uh the eagles was a pretty physical one you are you saw that washington defense they came out flying at the beginning and then by the end of the game in the fourth quarter you saw a lot of hands on knees they were tired and then to quickly come back and play another physical division game you're talking me into cowboys i'm taking cowboys minus nine and a half
1: let's go Talked you into a couple ones this week. Hopefully I talked the listeners into a couple ones this week too because I've been on fire and I'm looking to continue
0: that this week. Let's go. Let's go into the Monday nighter here. I have a play on this one. I'm going to let you go first though to see if we're on the same page.
1: Man, I don't know how we wouldn't be on the same page. Like With no Hill, no Simeon, Ian Book to get his first start of his career. Uh, The Saints have been hit hard by COVID. They're missing a couple of skill position players too. They're 1-4 at home this season, which is so weird that New Orleans is under 500 at home. They were a fortress yeah. at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I don't even know if it's still called that. But, like, New Orleans did not lose at home, and now they can't win a game at home. And Miami, on the other hand, can't lose a game. They've won their last six games, have covered the number in five of them. During their 16-game winning streak, they've given up more than 17 points just one time. Their defense should cause havoc again against Ian Book, and Miami should win. The number's only two and a half, so I'm definitely putting Miami on my card.
0: Same, so yeah, that's the spread: Miami minus two and a half. Ian Book getting his first start. I, I would, I would like Dolphins in the spot if it was Simeon or Hill. To be honest, I, I think the number might have been closer to a pick 'em before those uh, quarterbacks were put on. COVID, but give me the Dolphins the way they're playing right now. And I like fading the Saints after a big emotional win the week prior. Tua, since the trade deadline, has been a solid starting caliber. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he's like, he's not Justin Herbert. They still obviously, Justin Herbert was the pick. But Tua has been better than what I think the public perceives him to be. And I like this. I like the the direction this Dolphins team is going in. And I'm sorry, Ian Buck. That's a, that's just a again. You're same, in trouble, buddy. Same thing with the Jake Fromm thing. Like, how many opportunities are you gonna get to bet against Ian Book? Give with me... this
1: great Miami defense, they've been really good lately. So let's go. Let's take it. Miami two and a half. That's right. All right. I've uh... got. I also. If you've been listening to our last few pods, the last three weeks, I've been giving a teaser parlay at the end of the podcast, and I've hit the last three weeks. Last week, it was at, I believe, over plus 350. And this week, I'm looking to go back to around those odds. So I do have a teaser parlay. It's not as much of a lock as I've given out in the past three weeks. But this week, I like the LA Chargers minus nine and a half parlay that with the Green Bay Packers minus six and a half and the Dallas Cowboys minus six and a half you parlay those three together you get plus 387 odds on cool bet so I'm gonna go with a little bit more risky parlay this week um but yeah I've been I've been doing pretty well on them the last three weeks so yeah get aggressive I like it I like it also a couple prop parlays which I don't mean to be tooting my own horn, but I gave Mark Andrews last week, and Mark Andrews went off last week. I love Mark Andrews again this week. If Tyler Huntley plays Mark Andrews anytime touchdown, right now is at plus 250, which I think is crazy. Like Those are huge numbers to put... Uh, on Mark Andrews anytime touchdown. So I do like Mark Andrews anytime touchdown. You got to wait to see if Huntley's playing, but I also love Dawson Knox anytime touchdown. Uh, Buffalo and New England. Josh Allen loves going to Dawson Knox. They're, they're they're like best buddies. And without Cole Beasley, I think Dawson Knox is going to be that target in the end zone with um, Stefan Diggs going to be shadowed by, I guess, J.C. Jackson. So those two tight end anytime touchdown um, this week, Mark Andrews and Dawson Knox. And they're both
0: plus two 50 around 250 so nice let's go recapping my plays for the weekend i am on colts plus one and a half please give me a merry christmas carson wentz i can't believe how many times i've bet this guy but i'm going back to the bucket carson wentz plus one and a half chargers minus nine and a half jacksonville plus two dallas minus nine and a half and miami minus two and a half all right so i got seven picks
1: for the pod I'm gonna start off with the Bills plus two. Gonna go the over in the LA Rams at Minnesota game. It's over 49. Gonna take the over 41 and a half in Jacksonville and the New York Jets. Gonna go under in Tampa and Carolina, under 43. We're going the Chargers, minus 9.5 against Houston at minus 128. Tease that down a bit. We also tease down the Cowboys to minus 9.5 against Washington and rounding out the card with Miami minus two and a half. Let's get it this week.
0: All right, everybody. Good luck and Merry Christmas.